Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined by Dalton Trigg, writer at Mavs Moneyball, with me as well, and the former writer of Mavs Fanatic. We were both there at the same time. That was a that was a time. You uh you actually paved the way for me to go to Mavs Moneyball. Oh yeah, yeah. Great to be with you today. I, this is actually my first time ever being on a pod, so I'm pretty excited about it. All right, so we are doing these player previews. Uh, Isaac is not joining us. We're going to put these. Uh, these are going to be kind of separate pods, so you guys are going to get some extra pods this week. But if you're listening on Mavs Moneyball, we will attach these to our player previews. And Dalton wrote the player preview for Dirk Nowitzki. He's going into his 20th year. It's, I mean, if you've listened to the pod for a long time, you know that Isaac and I have just said, you know, Everything that you could say about <laughs> about Dirk, it feels like. I mean, the accolades, the the, you know, the things that he is he's done in his career, just the way that he goes about it, the uh, the approach that he has. And so, for these, we're going to be doing three things. I'm going to be asking our our guests, the authors of these um, of these pieces, what's your biggest question for this player? And maybe there's a couple questions. Maybe it's not just one question, but what's the what's the one that sticks out the most? Then we're going to be talking about the best case and the worst case scenario for each player. So that's how they're going to line up. And so, Dalton, the question to you now. Dirk Nowitzki, what's your biggest question for him? Well, it's got to be health. Uh, because, as you know, last year he, he only played in 54 games. Uh, he, he had some Achilles tendon issues. It, they said it was never anything real serious. But, I mean, when something keeps you out, 28 games in a season I mean obviously that's that's something you got to look at going forward and uh with Dirk being almost 40 years old you you've got to wonder if that's going to be another issue for him this season uh but I mean that's really the biggest question is if the training staff can keep him healthy uh whether that's cutting down his minutes or you know just uh using him in a different way you know whatever whatever they need to do uh, to keep him healthy, uh, they need to do everything they can. Sometimes you can't prevent that, but that is the biggest question for Dirk going into this next season. Yeah, and there was a point last year, I've said it several times in the podcast, but there was a point last year where we thought that he was going to announce his retirement. I mean, there it was. This, I remember specifically it was the Chicago game where they said that Dirk was going to do a press conference. He had been out with an Achilles. We knew you know, Achilles was really yep. serious, obviously with Wes Matthews, and then you know, Kobe had his Achilles as well. We've just seen all these athletes just – deteriorate after having this injury so we thought there was a chance that he was going to be you know going to be out for forever <laughs> that just would have been the end for him uh, but he's coming back and maybe for a couple more years right and I mean like you said it, it's a historically devastating injury for players especially older players but uh that that's the main question is you know him being almost 40 if it if it were to 
end up him having a ruptured Achilles tendon, you know, at this point in his career, that's pretty much a, a retirement on the spot kind of deal if, if that were to happen this season. So we're going to hope that doesn't happen because, you know, we want to see him go out on top. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. It wasn't like a full – Achilles, you know, rupture, like tear, anything crazy like that. I'm not a doctor, but the the fact that it was just sort of like a strain and that it wasn't, you know, a full, complete injury, I think really helped. It was just, you know, sore and stuff, and so they wanted to be very careful with it, and that's probably why he, he stayed out as many games as he, as he did. I'm sure he could have played more, but they just wanted to be really cautious, and we might see some of that this year as well. Yeah, he only played about a little over 26 minutes per game last year. And uh, Earl K. Sneed of Mavs.com, he recently uh, put an article out there saying that uh, they were going to monitor his minutes even more this year. So he might even get closer to that 20-minute per game range than we think. Yeah, no, I've been a proponent all summer of saying that I think Dirk's going to play about 20 minutes. He might play 20, 23 minutes. I think that's about the area where he's going to play because he's going to take a, he's going to have to take a back seat. Um, Nerland's Noel is going to have to show them something. He's going to have to, you know, be given the chance to prove. And Nerland's only played 22 minutes a game last year uh, when he was on the Mavericks. So the minutes are coming from somewhere for Nerland's to get more and to prove to us that he's actually going to be, you know, a real player. Then you had, you know, you had Jeff Withy. I'm not sure how many minutes he gets, but maybe it's like five, five to seven minutes or something like that. Maybe he gets thrown in there. The minutes are, are coming from somewhere, and I think Dirk's going to take a little bit of a backseat there. Some people are saying, you know, Dirk's, oh, he's definitely going to play 30 minutes a game. I just, I think that's a little ridiculous at this point in his career. Right, and I mean, you know, Dirk's always going to, you know, as long as he's healthy and he's able to get on the court, he's going to always be able to put the ball into the basket. I mean. Uh, he's just Dirk. That's what he does. And, I mean, it's fine if he takes a back seat, especially in the regular season, you know, if, if the team performs well and if they are able to get into the playoffs this year, you know, he'll be more rested than what he has been and maybe he can, you know, play more minutes in the playoffs. If this is if this is going to be his last season, you know he's going to give it all he, can, all he has in the postseason and, uh, you know, maybe we can get a couple more magical performances out of him. Do you have anything you're looking for to try to show you and maybe clue in on the fact that this would be Dirk's last season? Well, I mean, if you every time he's been asked this, you get pretty much the same answer. He always says, "We'll see how the body feels after the season." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just that's his generic answer he always gives. But we're, we'll watch and see. I think you know if it gets to the point where. He's taken off two to three games at a time. And, you know, if it's very clear that that Achilles issue he's having is becoming more and more of a problem, I'm going to look at his body language and just see how it is, you know, as we get closer to Christmas and stuff like that. But that's really it. I mean, there's really no telling how, you know, he could play till he's 45 if he wanted to, if he feels healthy, but (laughs) we'll just have to wait and see. I'm going to see how his body language looks. Gosh, how stiff and immobile would Dirk at 45 be? Like, <laughs> we're looking at Dirk now at 39. What's that that Daryl Armstrong calls him? The, the giant mummy yeah, or the something big, like Yeah, the that? big mummy was the new nickname that we heard yeah. about. <laughs> so my big question, actually I have a couple questions, but I'll ask you this one. Does Dirk pass Wilt Chamberlain on the all-time scoring list? He needs 1,159 points in order to pass Wilt. And he has only... He's, there's only been three times in his career that he has not scored that many points. His rookie year, where he only played 47 games, 
2012 and 13 when he was dealing with knee injuries, he only played 53 games. And then last season when he was dealing with the Achilles that we've talked about, when he only played 54 games. I think if you have to factor in how many minutes he's going to play this year. If he plays around the same minutes, you know, he played last year and the, the year before last and stays relatively healthy, doesn't miss 28 games, I think it's likely that he could pass Wilt this year. Um but that's that's a that's a big question. You don't know how many. Even if he does stay healthy, uh, with him being almost forty, you don't know if he's going to be held out for rest, uh, multiple games. You, you just you can't really tell. But I think it's more likely that he would pass Wilt comfortably if he comes back for a twenty-first season next year. Oh, definitely, definitely for sure. And I think w- one thing about this question that some of it is not in Dirk's control because. Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be given the reins. He's going to be given you know the the ball a lot. Harrison Barnes is also an ISO player. So you have two you have two like premier ISO players, and not that they're premier. That Dennis Smith Jr. is going to come out the gate and be incredible. We hope that he's definitely going to do that. But that these guys are are guys that are going to have the ball a lot. And we saw last year when Yogi was running the show that there were times when he just missed Dirk completely off of pick and pops or pick and rolls when he had you know a pretty good shot at the basket. And if that happens again with, with Dennis Smith Jr., Dirk might be getting less touches because of those those other two things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing either. I mean, the more pressure you can take off of a guy, Dirk's carried this franchise on his shoulders forever. So, I mean, the more pressure you can take off of him, the better. And I think Dennis Smith Jr. in particular is going to be, you know, huge this year as far as, uh, taking even more, you know, Dirt might average nine, ten points a game this year, and that'll be fine. I mean, uh, as long as he stays efficient. I mean, if he averages ten points a game this year, and the Mavs are in a playoff hunt, then you know we're in a pretty good situation. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. With, with that being said, my other question, my other biggest question, and I'll, I'll throw this to you. What did Dirk actually take less for? Because we've seen this a couple times where Dirk takes less, then the Mavericks end up trying to get somebody or they go after somebody. Dirk ends up taking less this summer, and then they don't really go after anyone. They don't even re-sign Noel. Now, that's a whole situation that we've you know written about probably a thousand times. I'm so done talking about it. But that they go out and they, they sign him to that you know qualifying offer. That that's what he accepts. And now Dirk is sitting there with this lower contract that he, you know, shouldn't have taken. He's making less than Dwight Powell, which is ridiculous because he's a decade older and, a, you know, <laughs> 100% more effective, maybe a thousand percent more effective if you're asking Isaac. But what did he take less for? Is it something that we know or is it something that we haven't seen yet in the future? And is there something with that flexibility that the Mavericks obtained because of that deal that they end up doing now during the season? Yeah, I don't I don't know the exact, you know, cap numbers on that. I don't know if that, if that helps them have more flexibility going forward. And what I do think is Dirk was expecting 
Nerlens Noel to be signed to a long-term deal this summer, as were the rest. You know, we all expected that. Uh, obviously, it didn't happen. Uh, I'm sure he's just as disappointed as everybody else is. You know, hindsight being 2020, uh, we'd probably just, you know, uh, let Dirk make his. Uh, what was it he was making? 20 million a year, 25. Yeah, he's making 20 something million last year. Right. I, hindsight being 2020, the way things played out, you know, they'd probably let him make that money again this season and then let that contract play out and then start over again next year. But I, I think they had the original plans were to pay Noel, uh, you know, maybe maybe chase somebody else in free agency. But, I mean, it, it was just a mess. That, that whole Noel situation was uh, – like you said, we, we've written about it. We've talked about it. It's just uh, I can't believe that he took the qualifying offer, <laughs> completely honest. I'm done. I'm done with it. And media day is, is approaching quickly. Um, what is your best-case scenario for Dirk this season? We've sort of touched on it a little bit, but I'm not really necessarily looking for point totals, but what do you see from him as you know what his role is on this team, what the best-case scenario for Dirk is during this season? Well, I – in the player preview, I, I've got two. You know, one of them's more of like a like a pipe dream, best case scenario. And he's you know, the MVP. He comes back. He's on top. Well, he's he's 2007 would, Dirk again. <laughs> well, right. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say you know league MVP, but you know, best case scenario stays healthy. Uh, you know, his his efficiency numbers need to go up. If you look back at the 2013 2014 season. Uh, his overall field goal percentage and his effective field goal percentages, they have dropped every single year since that season. Uh, so he needs to – best case scenario, he turns that around. He's a little bit more efficient this year. Uh, he could pass Wilt. And then, obviously, you'd like to see the team achieve some kind of 2011 chemistry magic and him win a title and go out on top. But, I mean – you know that that's probably not going to happen, but my <laughs> more likely best case scenario is uh, you know stays healthy, raises his efficiency a little bit, and uh, the Mavs make the playoffs and hopefully be competitive in the playoffs. Even if they don't get out of the first round, you know give one of the top teams a good fight. Dalton, you made two major stretches in that, and then you said that Dirk will probably not be MVP and the Mavericks will probably not win the title. I can't believe that you would even say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, if, <laughs> if they do, I'm gonna you know probably you know run outside and go crazy <laughs> you know you probably want to get me on a podcast after that happens but <laughs> maybe we'll hope, hopefully you don't have any adult beverages in you all right what is the <laughs> worst case scenario for dirk this season with let's uh, let's say this without injury because injury i think is obviously a worst case scenario for everybody let's say that he plays you know 75 something games what's the worst case scenario for him Okay, yeah, before you said that, I was going to say absolute worst-case scenario would be if Dirk ruptures his Achilles yeah. and has to retire on the spot. But, you know, if we take injuries out of the equation, I think worst-case scenario is, uh, you know, his numbers just completely bottom out, uh, you know, kind of Paul Pierce-esque, you know. Yeah. Just doesn't – Tim Duncan did it at the end of his career, Um so, I mean, that's probably the worst-case scenario. Dirk's numbers just completely plummet. His efficiency goes way down. And, uh, you know, on a personal note for him, the Mavericks being a lottery team again this year, that, that would be the worst-case scenario for him. 
Yeah, something something like that definitely. I think if if you see those kind of chemistry issues, not necessarily chemistry, but just basketball chemistry issues right. that I talked about with Dennis Smith Jr. Maybe you know he's getting frustrated because he's not finding him, and I'm sure he's he's preparing himself in his mind mentally to be patient because this year is, is going to be you know <laughs> one of those years where you just have to be patient about everything because you're relying on a y- lot of young players and a lot of players that are unproven. So that- yeah, and, and you you won't people think that there might be potential issues with, you know, how the contract negotiations went with, uh, Nerland's Noel. Uh, you know, there was that little thing where Dennis Smith tweeted out something <laughs> at Nerland's and deleted it real quick and all that. Yeah. But I mean, with Nerland's being in a contract year, I, I really don't think we're going to see a lot of, you know, chemistry issues this year. I think he's going to be focused on performing and, uh, getting that big contract next year. Hopefully if he, if he can do what he thinks he's capable of doing. Yeah. And I, I was just refer- referencing uh, basketball chemistry, not necessarily personality chemistry, but like on the floor, how do they play together? I think, I think it'll be a, a really good combination. Nerlens Noel and Dennis Smith jr. Together. I think, uh, you know, both of them are going to take even more pressure off of Dirk. I, I really think you're going to see Dirk get more open shots this year than we've ever seen Dirk get I mean I know that sounds I know that sounds blasphemous almost because you know he's always been double teamed and everything but they've never had a point guard like Dennis Smith Jr. before I mean yeah. he's he's really going to open things up for the entire team and Dirk West Barnes you know the whole team's going to benefit from him being at the reins completely and we hope that that will be executed at the highest level we'll talk about that when we discuss the dennis with junior player preview but this has been the dirk Nowitzki player preview for mavs moneyball here on the lockdown mavericks podcast if you have not go ahead and go to mavs moneyball check out the player preview and uh, go read some other uh, stuff of dalton stuff he has just been writing like a maniac all summer so guys thanks so much for listening dalton thanks for joining us all right nick it's been a pleasure